Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name's Sean Collier. I'm upstairs at AMC Lowe's Waterfront 22. For our first official 2015 release, unfortunately, that means it's a movie that's coming out in January, so... Yeah, we. Uh, I'm here with a new guest, Gio Adesano, part of the Epicast Network. We'll talk about that in a little bit, and we'll talk about whatever we can to avoid spending all that much time on black hats this week on You Can't Handle the Truth. Recorded outside the theater right after the screening, it's You Can't Handle the Truth. Honest reviews of the newest movies. It is You Can't Handle the Truth for Friday, January 16th, 2015, and I'm joined by Gio Adesano. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Uh, nice little movie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I, I, I love having a new guest come in and start with just a boring, boring movie. The... I mean, it was an action movie, so there were some uh, bells and whistles, but it's far from being something I'm going to actively pay for a ticket. No, no. Let's, we'll, we'll get to that at the end, but uh, whatever you do, don't spend any money on Black Hat. But before we get to that, uh, let's talk about Epicast a little bit. Um, this is going to be kind of a reveal for us, but first... Uh, Geo, tell tell the people about your show, I which do. is the coolest premise. <laughs> it's very fun, I'll tell you that. I got uh, I lucked out getting this one. Um, I film a podcast called Lust and Loathing. We record in the champagne room of a strip club here in Pittsburgh called Club Controversy, and we always have uh, me being a stand-up comic here in Pittsburgh. I have a lot of comedy friends that we'll have on the show. We always have a dancer on the show as well. And we mix and match. We don't do all shows with comics. Um, we do other guys as well and different guests. But uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, we, we hang out. We drink. We're hanging out in a strip club. There's girls all around. So I, I couldn't ask for anything more with that. But just just the more I think about it, the, the better it gets. Because to be like, we're, we're going to bring together a comic and a stripper yeah. and have a conversation... Because I think the first time I, I heard that, I thought, oh, okay, that's all right, sure, whatever. And then I, I thought about it, and it's like, those are shockingly similar professions. They're so similar. And I mean, I have some stock questions that I ask on the podcast, and some of them, like, like one of the questions I ask is, uh, how is, like, tell me about your first time on stage. That transfers between those lines. Because a comic's going to have a great story about that, and a stripper's going to have a great story about that, too. Yeah. And the, they're, the, both of the jobs are, like, on the fringe, you know? If you tell someone you're a comic, they're like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, you're not on SNL? Sure. Yeah. 
you know, or you're not on TV, or you're not, you know, doing this, then you're not, they don't think you're a real comic. Um, and, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like for a girl to tell someone they're a stripper, and just the, the eyes they're going to get on that one. Well, and did this, I, I, I was explaining this to my brother, and he said there's, there's like a Patton Oswald bit that leads into this, that Patton Oswald has a bit that's like, you know, what, People people assume that like the worst thing you could come home and tell your parents is I'm a stripper. Mm-hmm. I I go on stage and take my clothes off and that's my job. But the real worst thing is to come home and say I'm a comic. Yeah. It's just I go on stage and talk about my genitals, but don't actually show them to anybody. And no one throws me any dollars <laughs> for for much less money. Yes, but. Yeah, where did this come from? Like, what's the origin story? I mean, I was, you know, doing all the mics here in Pittsburgh and doing some shows, and uh, uh, a couple guys that started up the Epicast, Nick and Buzzy, they they just contacted me and said, hey, man, do you want to do a podcast? And we kind of, like, you know, brainstormed about what it was going to be like, and they know my comedy, and you, you as yeah. well know my comedy, and it's, uh, it's a little bit more blue than, than yeah. a lot. So, um... They were like, man, we're we're talking with this strip club, and we were gonna have a podcast with a stripper, and just like just a podcast with just a stripper, right? Yeah. And uh, they were like, you should co-host it. So yeah. It was gonna be me and, and a stripper who uh, who co-hosted every episode, and we did that for the first episode, and then the stripper we had, she got back with her ex, and he was like, you can't be hanging out with them all the time, and. Basically, he pulled a weak little bitch move and was like, "I don't want you hanging out with dudes." Um, and she really, with, out. considering her profession, <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, exactly. I, th- I think that guy has bigger fish to fry yeah, than like, bit. "Oh, you're hanging out with comics." It's probably yeah. bigger problems. Well, but half the comics are going to be scared to even say anything to her. On that note, you know. But and but it's not. Uh, uh, don't want people to get the wrong idea. This isn't like an. This isn't like, you know. When when porn stars go on Howard Stern, this no. is like a humanizing thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we talk to them about uh, about who they are. Like we, I try to get stories out of them about you know maybe how they got into uh, dancing, and I never, no one ever, um, no one ever like looks down on them at all because they could do the same thing to us. I mean, it's ridiculous, and like. The, all of them that I've had on and all of them that I met were cool as hell too. So that that's been that's been great too. We've had been very fortunate with that. And I don't and, and look, I, I know that, you know, doing comedy is not as uh It's not uh, as degrading. Yeah, it's yeah. not as degrading. you know, not that you know, any not not that any dancers have anything to be ashamed of, but at the same time it's a much different thing. At the same time though, the more I'm thinking about this, I'm like, man, when I run into somebody on the street who knows me as who has seen me on stage, mm-hmm. it's super awkward because it it's like, you know, they're 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 waiting for you to be funny because yeah. they just know you as um, entertainment. Yeah, and that that you know, obviously to a much greater degree, but there's that must be you know a little bit of what a dancer would go through as well. Well, and I'm sure with a dancer, and I, I'm only speaking from, you know, no experience at all, but, uh, you know, it, 
I'm sure if there was a guy who saw a dancer outside of the club, yeah, I'm sure they would think, oh, she's a stripper. I can just act like I would in a club to her, right? Which is not the case at all. You yeah. can't do that. Um, my my thing, the thing that I don't like the most is not particularly when someone I don't know sees me and like is like, oh, you're that comic dude. Like, yeah, cool man, whatever. Um, it's when like my friends have seen previous shows. That I personally am like, man, I, I, that wasn't my best show. I wish I could yeah. have did better. And then I'm leaving them with that impression. So they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, Gio's doing this comedy thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to work yeah. out. Or, you know, and maybe they think that, maybe they don't. But And there's very, you know, there's very few things you, there's very few uh, uh, lines of work where you go up on stage alone. Yeah. And it's, it's you entertaining the room. Well, and also you, know? you have no shield, you have no armor, right. you have nothing to hide behind. I mean, I have huge respect for you, uh, musicians, and I think that there's a there's a correlation between comics and musicians as well, especially songwriters uh, involved in like, writing. But uh, even when you're in a band, you, you have the other bandmates to like have your back on stage, mm-hmm. and then you also have an instrument that you're you know not hiding behind, but that's like your armor, you know, like. Right. You can zone and, out and, and usually other guitar. and usually other people with you, you know. Yeah. Um, in any case, it's a really cool show. Uh, I wish that I could do it, but I've got a, a media job. Yeah, that might raise some questions. I don't know if uh, I don't know if the magazine would accept ever accept ad dollars from controversy. <laughs> I think we probably are not trying to sell yeah. to controversy. If that ever happens, though, you're in. Then I can make an argument. But Aaron was Aaron was just on or is on soon or? Uh, you, yeah, Aaron was just on. We did it. We recorded it last week, and it'll be coming out uh, this Thursday. Okay. So as far as I don't know if that correlates because we're recording, uh, that's but. out. Now, that's out now as people are hearing this. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and. Mentioned a little bit at the beginning, uh, Lust and Loathing is part of the Epicast network. Yep, so you can go on iTunes and search Epicast, and uh, you'll find it there on all the social media platforms, Epicast TV. Uh, you can find it with that. Um, and, and yeah. uh, I mean, this this doesn't matter a whole lot to the, the casual listener yet, but I can tell you at this point... Uh, you can't handle the truth is going to be joining the Epicast network yep. sometime next month. Um, Aaron and I met with uh, Nick and Buzzy last week. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed talking to them. A yeah. lot of lot of big plans for making a you know not just a network of local podcasts, yeah. but you know a, a a thriving collection of shows and you know media and podcasts that's not going to be here's here's some pittsburgh stuff that's just going to be here's some awesome shows yeah and well and those guys those guys are pros and that's what it comes down to i mean i you know i've told you this before in passing and, and when we have conversations but those guys really are the driving force behind all this and when it comes to you know you're doing your whole podcast right now you're you're doing all the nuts and bolts you have right. to worry about all that right they take all of that away and they handle everything and it's like hey come show up we want you because you're funny because you're interesting so be that and mm. there you, that's all you got to do and it's it's so easy so you'll see some uh, you'll see some little improvements here and there as we uh, as we get into that you know, maybe this show's going to sound better. 
and and not you know get posted at, at 2 p.m. on Friday because I was in a bad mood Friday morning because someone will be helping, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. So we're excited about that. You'll hear more about that. There's going to be an official launch episode in February. Nice. Uh, but I'm pretty sure no one has to update their subscriptions. That's what people are afraid of with okay. podcasts, that they're going to have to search. Just switch and, and go to another no, one. Yeah, it's I think all going to work seamless. out. Do, do you know what movie you guys are doing for the official launch? Uh, tentatively, we're going to launch with an Oscar preview. Okay. So tentatively, we're going to launch Oscar weekend with just an Oscar predictions episode. Beautiful. Um, but try to hit a, a retro one soon after that, and hopefully something better than Black Hat will come out. Yeah. Here's here's why some people don't, uh, don't know this, so I'll, I'll, I'll explain it now that we're getting into the movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, January is a bad movie month. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. The the deal is, uh, a couple things happen in January. Fewer people go to the movies because it's cold, uh, after the holidays, less disposable in- income. Yeah. And the people who do go to the movies, this is award season. So if you're taking the time to go to the movies right now, you're looking for Selma and Birdman and Foxcatcher and... Yeah. Uh, uh, um, the Imitation Game and all of the stuff that Oscar nominations were out yesterday as you're listening to this but I don't know them yet Birdman got nominated for everything that's basically what happened Um, Michael Keaton oh I'm so pumped he's so good He's so good and his his Golden Globes speech was killer it was amazing and the, the the thing about his son and then like I'm it, it, this means nothing. I don't mean to name drop at all. I'm friends with him on Facebook because he lives in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he, I'm sure he just adds anyone, but I think he has a hard on for comics, actually. Excellent. Um, but he always posts pictures of, like him and his son hanging out and doing things. Mm-hmm. And then to hear that speech and watch that, it was like, oh man, that dude's so real. Like, Yeah. You, you didn't, uh, you know, he, he was never real. You know, people are like, oh, where have you been? Mm-hmm. He's been in stuff. Yeah. He was in Need for Speed last year. He w- he had a really funny part in uh, uh, um, the other guys, the Will yeah, Ferrell yeah, movie. He had a great one in that. It, there, there was never a time when he like disappeared for ten years. Yeah. But um, at, at the same time, you know, you weren't thinking about Michael Keaton for a while there, and you know, to realize what a you know. You knew he was a great actor, but like, just what a what an interesting dude he is. He should have been the villain in Black Hat, basically. <laughs> that that I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. How about we'll, we'll we'll get to the movie in a minute. I'm gonna finish explaining what's up with January. But they ran out of money in the casting budget so fast for this. Yeah, they cast yeah. Thor. Yeah, and they cast Viola Davis. And literally, like, even in a bad action movie, mm. you expect the villain to be, like, some star slumming it or, exactly. you know, a side character. They're the only two recognizable people in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, about January. So, uh, what studios do is uh, they, they dump stuff that they don't think is going to work out too well okay. in January. Because they know that, you know, not too many people are going anyway. Everyone's going to see Selma. So if a movie comes out in January and it's not an award movie that's just getting to your town, that means that, you know, they tried and they went, 
shit, we don't know, we have, n- we can't make this work. Yeah. Throw it out there. Sometimes, like Taken came out. Sometimes you'll see some things come out like to capitalize on what I'm talking about to like be the one thing that people are excited about in January. But for the most part, a movie that looks like it should be good. Like Black Hat, directed by Michael Mann, it's got a big star in it. Mm-hmm. If that's coming out in January, that means they had problems. Yeah. Uh, and we can get into the plot, but I feel like at a certain point, they literally stopped trying to complete this film. Yeah. We talked about there are scenes where the audio isn't synced up right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there. Uh, obviously, there's. Um, Chinese actors and actresses in this movie and there's you know they're speaking in Chinese and I don't know if it's Mandarin or Cantonese but you can just tell from looking at the scene they're speaking with their mouth but the words the sound of the Chinese words are not lining up with the motion of their lips yeah at all so it looks like they're dubbing a different language yeah and on top of that subtitling it as well (laughs) I felt that they made the subtitles really long yeah. so that you might not look up at their mouths. Yeah, yeah. And then there was, like, the sound mixing was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some really, like, weird, bad edits. Like, I feel like at a certain point about three months ago, they just said, fuck it. Just, yeah. we're done. We're not thinking about this anymore. Now, but you see, in the beginning of the movie, uh, they did something that, you know, a lot of movies do where they try to uh, show how either electricity or internet or all that stuff travels, right? It tried to zoom into, like, the internet. Yeah, It tried to zoom in all the way to data. Yeah, now, you didn't like that part, and I I liked that, actually. I, yeah, it it, it didn't work for me because it was, like, zooming in to the point where you see electricity and, and data moving inside a hard drive... Yeah. ...doesn't, like, doesn't make me get... Like, computers are magic. That's how they work to yes, me. Yeah. And that scene just made, like, oh, this is what magic looks like. It, it didn't uh, clear anything up for me. It definitely was too long that they yeah. did it. They, they did it far too long. Like, if they would have cut that in half of the time that yeah. they tried to do that, yeah, been like, all right, that's cool. It seemed like they were just trying to show off the CGI of zooming into wires that aren't real yeah. and to go that deep. Well, they and they screwed up. They screwed up the first shot of the movie. Because the first shot of the movie is the Earth. Yeah. But I looked at it, it and like I thought moon? it was the moon. Yes, it looked like the moon. I was like, what does the moon have to do with computer hacking? Yeah. And they just picked bad pictures of the Earth where yeah. it was like so cloudy as to look like... like I tried this to give movie, them the benefit the, of the doubt, though. Because like, I, I sat there and I was like, maybe they're trying to show the Wi-Fi signals around the Earth or something. No, it was, it was... Yeah, it was just... They the just Earth. picked a bad picture. <laughs> like, the planet I live on wasn't identifiable. Yeah. In the first shot of the movie. I can look up better uh, images of Earth on YouTube. Yeah. You know we, I mean? we, we can We can throw this together and do fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. This... I don't know how much plot you want to get into well i'm just gonna say i the entire movie it was the obviously movies try to bring you in they try to rope you in suspended disbelief where you uh you know you feel like you're part of what's happening so when you walk out you feel like you were somewhere else right in that movie 
I could not buy it for a second. When you have Thor playing a super hacker genius, yeah. I just didn't understand it. I was like, I was like, give me, give me some like, I don't know. Even if they would have put what, Brandon Lang, is that a? That sounds like an actor's name. Okay, that sounds like an <laughs> yeah. actor's name. I think. Or like him. somebody, uh, uh, somebody like, who's like skinny and little geeky, but who could be like the surprise hero. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, um, I can't come up with anybody. The, the, this this is a great way to describe somebody. The skinny Asian guy in Fast and the Furious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All of them. No. <laughs> yeah, yes. Like so, somebody who's like, oh yeah, he's I I. It's it's horrible casting. Yeah. Because Thor's not a not a not a computer hack computer nerd, and then they forty even... forty five minutes in, he starts kicking ass. Yeah. There's a scene in a restaurant where four guys roll up, and he and Thor beats the shit out of them. Okay, so With he's no one of the world's top hackers. Yeah. In other words, it, it, he starts the movie in jail. Until he got to jail, he was hunched over a computer 18 hours a day for the yeah. last 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And somewhere in there, became a martial arts master. Yeah, exactly. And gained, you know, 120 pounds of muscle mass. Um, yeah. And There's one shot of him doing push-ups in jail. It's like, oh, that's how he he's did doing it. handstand push-ups, and you're like, what? What is this? What? Is, they they purposely tried to portray him as a badass. Like in that scene, they wanted to lock it in your mind. Like, oh, he's tough yeah. and he's in jail and he's working out. You should have tried to portray him in an Oxford button-down with glasses, being on a computer, so I could think he's a hacker. Yeah. He should have hacked his way out of violent situations. He should have been a crazy smart dude who, like, on the side was just addicted to working out. Yeah. yeah. But even at that, to you know, to have yeah. him, uh, you know, roundhouse kicking people and breaking tables apart. And yeah. It's, uh, it's, and, and he's not... He works... This is, this is the case with a lot of people in Marvel movies. He's totally Thor. Yeah. But he's not, like, a good actor. No. no him not or his brother. No, no. They don't have to be. They... You know, he is Thor because yeah. of his, literally how he looks. Yeah. You know, that's it. Nothing against him. That's great. I'm glad. But, yeah. like, you, you don't take somebody like that and then, I don't know, they really try to give him a little bit of depth and it just wasn't working. He did a Brad, Brad Pitt impression. Yes, it was bad. It was bad, too. The accent was throwing me off the whole time, too. I don't know. And he's, uh, oh, he's he's British, right? Yeah, yeah. So, he, he, he literally, like, studied... Brad Pitt and Mr. and Mrs. Smith and just did that voice, that intonation the whole way. Yeah. Uh, not believable at all. So it's, the, if you want to know the story, it's Silence of the Lambs with computers. <laughs> like. Mixed with, um, uh, Bloodsport. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed with Over the Top. Yeah, no, yeah. No. It's, so there's a, ha- a hacker uh, causes a meltdown at a Chinese nuclear plant yep um they get a chinese hacker cop and his hacker and and his techie sister well that dude's like in the chinese government he's yes. like high up yes someone in the defense department in yeah. china who's also a hacker his college buddy obviously is the best hacker in the world Chris thor Hemsworth. and he's in jail in america for cyber crimes mm-hmm. so they they Hannibal Lecter him out of jail to help solve the crime and there's like one scene where they get into the fact that 
There's one scene where they they get into like uh, this is tough because China and the U.S. have to work together. Yeah, which is a pretty interesting premise. Exactly. But they have it go for about a minute they and a half. They touch on it and then they leave it, and and it's like it's resolved in a second. Yeah. Like there's no, it's just resolved. There the, you go. There's a lot of you know they'll they'll briefly refer to the fact that this guy's a fugitive. Yeah. They're operating off the grid, but. When it comes to the action, it's James Bond again. Yes. When it, when when action needs to happen, nobody cares. Nobody's looking for them. But there's also just a very small group of people that are involved in anything. So it, if this was at all realistic, yeah, there'd be a huge team in a war room discussing this, this stuff. Well, like, they they like walk in like about every half hour they walk into another place where people are working with them. Yeah. Who've never been introduced yeah. and are and, and you know occasionally will be like. Yeah, we got you into the thing, and then we, and then they're gone again. But and then they also have like some emotional connection to them. Like, <laughs> yeah, a couple people die when it's like, did one of these people know them? Yeah, did one of our yeah, it's exactly. it's 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 the a one total one thing mess. I did like uh, involving the action scenes is when they were shooting. Uh, there was a scene where they were hiding behind uh, metal, and the bullets they were showing them go through metal. They were showing bullets go through walls and metal and like that that's what bullets do so yeah. that was realistic to me yeah um, the, the violence is a little gnarly from time yeah. to time for i i bet you that was a pg-13 movie uh-huh. because nobody said fuck no they didn't uh and so, where i walked out and got popcorn was there any type of uh nudity in the no. for in any of the sex scenes no oh, we oh we got to talk about that too yeah. but no the, so i think it was a pg-13 movie uh and, and and occasionally we bring up what the rating should be. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, this is like a fifteen and up kind of a movie, just because the violence is a little bit brutal. Yeah, it is. Um, but to your point, at least it's realistic. There's a. I said before we started, there were four minutes of this movie that I liked, that, and it was all action. Yeah. Not all of the action works, but the few times that this movie goes all right, there's some decent. Just decent action scenes. For me, there were little things within the action scenes that I didn't like. Like, uh, there's a scene where a group of guys all have guns and they're going after someone. And these are supposed to be, like, trained, super trained guys. And they're flagging each other with their rifles, which mm-hmm. is when you point your rifle in front of a friendly. Like, in front of... Yeah. If I had a rifle and I pointed it at you, mm-hmm. that's... you. Fla- I'm flagging you. You... So you're like you're trained never to do that. Yeah. So like I caught that a couple times, and then uh, uh, a guy got shot, and he got shot like eight times or something. But one of the last shots was in the leg, and it like blew him back, like someone pulled his leg with a string. Yeah. And, and but, but bullets don't do that. Do no. You, like no, a shotgun's not even going to do that. It doesn't. You know, in movies they show a shotgun and it launches a guy against the wall. That that's just that's not reality. That's that's, not how that's it Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, a couple little things. But that's it, just because I nerd out over the action. No, shit and, like and, and we'll, I, I want to get back to that in uh, in our extra butter segment mm-hmm. in a little bit. But you mentioned it briefly. Um, this this has the laziest romantic subplot oh, yeah. I can remember in quite a while, <laughs> where uh, Chinese <coughs> hacker cop's sister is brought along because she's like. They they name something that's in no way 
special enough to warrant her being there. They call her like a network administrator or yeah. something. She's like the tech person at your office. She can office. log into Wi-Fi. Exactly. Basically. She can she can tell you why your router isn't working. So, but she comes along, and immediately her and Thor are into each other. Yeah. Just because they're standing next. Well, to Well, and each they purposely other. do scenes where they like they'll lock eyes. Yeah. You know, and, and they'll like show them locking eyes and like. Play, they're playing some like music in the background that's like slower and stuff, and they they want you to know that they're they're into each other. And it's instantly like a "I will die for you" love affair. Yes. Like yeah. two days later, they're throwing everything away. Yeah. And it's you know what it is is it's bad stakes raising. Mm-hmm. The stakes are of this movie are fine because yeah. Thor is going to get nine years shaved off a prison sentence. If he can succeed, exactly. that is way He's more than for enough his freedom. Yeah, that's motivation. We're good, but but now when it's but now he's he has to have you know gotta get some in there side too. stuff. He's got to get some action. Yeah, it makes sense for him. I yeah. get it. He's been in jail for a while. Yeah, he would be looking at the first person that showed up. Mm-hmm. For her, she'd be like, "I don't know you, and you're too tall." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's uh, that does not work. At all, and I don't know who the actress is. Your phone died, so we can't look yeah, it up. I don't know but again, name. the only two people in this movie who you can name are Chris Hemsworth, who doesn't do a good job, and Viola Davis, uh, who's an incredibly talented actress. And it's it's fortunate that her character. I liked it. It was like a strong woman character. Yeah, it was a very strong character. It's it's nice that her character was often bored and exhausted. Yeah. Because that gave her an excuse to be bored with what she was doing. Yeah. It's I a, mean, it, it seemed like she phoned it in for a check. To be honest, I think everybody uh, did. I, yeah, I think everyone involved did. I mean, yeah. If you were Chris Hemsworth, you're going to do the same thing. You just got done with Thor, and they're offering you another movie. Yeah, take it. Take and, it. And and Michael Mann, he's he's the only one who you'd think isn't phoning it in because yeah. he doesn't make that many movies. We, we were going over the list. What was his last like uh, Collateral? That's like ten years, eight, eight or ten years ago. Yeah, I'm sure there's something since then. But he doesn't make a movie every year. Well, and they, even the other people involved as well. I mean, yeah, I was talking about the the music is by Atticus Ross, who yeah. is. Trent Reznor's collaborator on all the David Fincher movies, the uh, uh, you know really busy, involved producers, even down to the the costume design is by a woman named Colleen Atwood, who's nominated for an Oscar every year. Mm-hmm. They got a huge crew. This this is why I think, like I was saying at the beginning, you know, at a certain they went all in on this, and then yeah. at a certain point went. Shit, this isn't working out. It's not out. gonna work. It's not gonna work. But we gotta, we gotta, and, and gotta wrapped it out. It. And, wrap yeah, it, they yeah. wrapped it up and, and put it out. And a big part of the reason, um, computer stuff isn't really cinematically interesting ever. Yeah, but it's es- very hard, especially not in action. Well, you know, the only thing, the only movie that I think they did a good job in with that would be The Matrix. Yeah, like they did. Now it was a small amount of computer stuff. Yeah, but they, I think they did it well. But that was more fantasy than this. Yeah, it was complete fantasy. I mean, there was another movie along the same lines that came out with Thor's brother, with with Liam Hemsworth Uh and Harrison Ford. uh, 
a couple years ago. It has some really generic one-word title. It's it's like it's not called Livewire, but it has a title like Livewire, which was another you know high-stakes computer stuff movie. Yeah, and it doesn't work for action. It, it, it's not. You can't go back and forth between explosions and gunfights and typing. Yeah, you can't. You can do comedies about computers, and you can do dramas about computers, like The Social Network, or even something like uh, The Imitation Game, which Mm -hmm. just came out, about Alan Turing. That's much earlier computers, but it's a drama, Yeah. so you can do different things. In an action movie, it's just people with a gun in one hand and a laptop in the other. Yeah, and then you see them, they show scenes where he's typing on a computer... And he's sending, you know, messages to people, and you're like, is this, what is he, is he on AOL Instant Messenger? Like, how do you contact these people? Yeah, you know, he's like writing code, and then he'll be like, I'm on to you. Yeah. It's, what is going, yeah, I mean, now you can't really just show coding. No. But at the same time, I don't know anything about coding. Me neither, not at all. and, And when I can be like, that's bullshit. He, he he hacks into the NSA with, like, a lazy email <laughs> yeah. phishing scheme. Oh, that was the best, yeah. A lazy catfish scheme. <laughs> which, which, was, which was basically, like, the pinnacle of his hacking. Yeah. Was sending a dude an email like, hey, can you confirm your password? Which like, your mom doesn't thing. fall for that. Yeah, dude, that was, in the, that was the biggest thing within the hacking and the computer work that had the most weight behind it. Yeah. And it was like, all right, this is... <laughs> they, they, you... they show the NSA dude thinking, should I not download this file? <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to download they it. They zoom in on the mouse, and he like, almost the... doesn't click, and, and then the, he clicks. And the file is like instructions on how to change your password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the NSA guy knows how to change his password. Yeah, hey. a little more advanced than that. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll rate Black Hat at the end of the show. I think, you know which way we're going but uh here's here's extra butter you 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 brought up a little bit um what what's what's your history like your life history Uh, i was in uh grew up in a small town went to high school right after high school uh joined the u.s navy uh got shipped right overseas stationed in japan and then i was part while i was uh stationed there on a ship I was part of a team called the VBSS team, Visit, Board, Search, and Seizure. So basically, we would board other smaller ships and take them over. Um, Now, we did training all the time, right? Um, And within all that training, like, you, you you have to learn how to enter a room with a gun when you have eight other people with you, yeah. clear corners, you know, yeah. have your buddies six and all this stuff. And, like, just some of the tactical movements were just off. And, like, like in my mind, it, like, it, it just hits yeah. something and it irks me. And I'm like, oh, that's not right. Like, that's just not right. So when so I see who, action movies, that's that's how I play them. Who, who were you at? You were after pirates? I mean, we, pretty much. It was, like, anti-piracy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like SWAT Team of the Sea where you board and break and raid somebody, but it's on a ship and not a house. Yeah, so if you're listening, this week's guest fought pirates. <laughs> yeah. So, there you yeah. go. But beyond, beyond Black Hat, from your background, mm-hmm. um, how, you know, how much does that get in the way, or, or what do you like or not like to see... In, in movies that deal with... With any type of, like, you know, yeah. war or action yeah. or, you know, 
basically, Zero Dark Thirty was I thought it was horrible. Uh, really? Yeah. Because I, 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 I that was, was I th- that was my number one movie or whatever year that really? came out. Oh man! But I know nothing. Like well, that and that's the thing. The action was great, but like just the the storyline that they did and they. they they really tried to dramatize this storyline for this hero movie about America going to get Osama bin Laden, yeah. and uh, you know, I just I don't think it was as accurate as they portrayed, but uh, it was entertaining. Um, you know, there's like the Hurt Locker and things like that. I'm really excited for American Sniper. Mm. Really, I'm excited for that. And that's like playing on the geek, like in like the, yeah. the the military background side of me. Well, uh, man, we should just be talking about that, and <laughs> and and I could and actually I could talk about that now because that expands today. Yeah. Um, I. Did you see I, it? Yeah. Oh, I, fuck. I I wouldn't go so far as to say I I didn't like it. Yeah. Because it's it's very well done. Oh, the music stopped. Yeah, I nice. want to apologize for. Um, we got the beat playing loudly on this show. <laughs> we didn't get them to turn the music off. Sorry about that. Um, it's not, you know, if you're saying this is a good movie or a bad movie, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was put off by it because I thought it was exactly the wrong story. Yeah. As far as this guy is concerned, I don't know the politics. I've, you know, like. I've seen stories come out that have said, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chris Kyle? Is that the, 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 the real Starker? person's name? I believe so. Yeah. I've, I've seen stories come out that say, you know, he's the greatest hero who ever lived, and stories that come out that say he's a, a bloodthirsty maniac. I don't know. Like, I haven't, I haven't oh, read I enough would, to know w- which is the case. No, you have to lean way more towards bloodthirsty maniac. You don't do that type of job unless you're a little fucked up and conditioned. Like it's just it's just how it is. Well, I don't know the number, but he's he's isn't it something like isn't he the deadliest soldier in yeah, American America's, history? America's deadliest sniper. Where he he's he's killed. He's got he has 160 confirmed kills. Confirmed kills. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and you know so more than that. Yeah, uh, in, those are the ones total. that they can actually confirm. And those are the ones where it's on operations where they can actually admit that those operations happen. Right. Which is also an issue, too. I mean... And, yeah, I mean, to your point, I don't think anyone who's killed 160 people is... Can't be right. You know... No. Just, hey, he was a good dude. And no one can expect them to. Uh, I know we're speaking ill of the dead now, but, uh, you know... uh, It's just... I mean, we're getting super deep on this, but, like, you... Humans are not meant to kill other humans. If you kill mass amounts of them, you're going to have some mental damage. Right. It's and just a fact. This is my problem with American Sniper. So, this guy came home and had some, obviously had some PTSD issues or, yeah. or whatever he was coming in with to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that uh, the way that the movie, and I assume his book... Uh, 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 portrays him uh, working through those issues is helping other soldiers. He gets involved with uh, veterans and helps other guys work through their issues. And in real life and in the movie, sorry, you should probably know this by now, he was killed 
by another soldier who was suffering from PTSD. Okay. He he was uh, um, he he was trying to help a guy out who was in in a bad way. Took this dude to a a, a shooting range. Yeah. And and this guy uh, killed uh, uh, Kyle and and another uh, uh, veteran who was there as well. So combine, um, you know. How fucked up this guy must have been in in a variety of ways. Yeah. With the fact that he did suffer from PTSD, with the fact that he died at the hands of someone from suffering from PTSD, mm-hmm. that's what the movie should be about. Yes. But the movie's really about how he's an awesome they, soldier. They want to make everyone a hero, and that, yeah. that, that's the problem. They want to make everyone a hero, and everyone, you know, I like movies where there's not a happy ending a lot. Yeah. I, I just think they're more realistic I mean one of my favorite movies ever and it's it's on my top ten maybe but like uh, Requiem for a Dream yeah it, there is not that a happy ending end for well. anyone involved yeah and you're you walk away from it like holy shit yeah uh yeah uh, uh, back on like the military movies what did you think of um the one with Mark Wahlberg and um was it Lone Survivor yeah it, yeah 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 okay that um, I probably like that a little better than than American Sniper. They had um, great action in that. Um, great action, yeah. great and 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 really, really well made. Yeah, I loved like the editing and the direction of of Lone Survivor. It, it was a little bit. The question with that one a little bit for me is, was you know, what I mean, what's why does this story have to be told? Yeah, uh, um, it's you know. In terms of this guy coming back and writing a book about his experiences, yeah. In terms of making a movie about it, I'm not sure what... Not that every war movie has to have a statement, but I'm not sure why I need to see this story. Mm -hmm. But just in terms of how it's, uh, you know, really gripping and compelling and really shows you, you know, for all of America's military might, like, when things go bad... There's only so much you can do. Yes, exactly. And the one thing I liked about uh, Lone Survivor is also the one thing I didn't like about it is that they showed that these guys were tough as fucking nails. And that is a perfect portrayal of those guys. Like, you know, when you're talking about SEALs, you're talking about literally maybe I don't know what the uh, spec op community is at right now, but under five thousand people on this planet mm-hmm. have done that and are like able to do that type of stuff. Right. Um, right. But uh, the same thing. That's what I didn't like about it. You have a guy who gets shot like eighteen times, and he you're like you're like well I mean. When's he going to get to that point? Yeah. You know, like, you just can't keep getting shot and keep falling down a mountain. Right. And, you know, that's like, that's like a bunch of scenes or falls down mountains, get shots, falls down another part of the mountain, gets shot more. Now, you were were never in a, a combat situation. No. So, you know, you don't, you're not coming into movie, to, to movies like this, um, where it's going to be difficult for you to watch. I'm not but, going to have flashbacks and freak out. Right, right. But generally, I mean, do you, you know, do you seek out movies like like that? I mean, does this, uh, you know, are you happy that 
Because there have been a lot of, you know, there have been a lot of recent military movies. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I would, do you like seeing them? I would never go and watch Expendables. Yeah. Uh, but I would also, you know, uh, the military was a huge part of my life. So, I right. obviously have a spot for that. And it, you know, kind of, some of them, some of them I do seek out. Like, yeah. I wanted to see Lone Survivor. You, yeah. you heard when I said it before. I, I, like, I'm excited to be, uh, or to see American Sniper. Right. Um, I don't know. That's just, like, wh- a part of what I'm into. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. like, pulls on that, that Navy string that, that, yeah. that was a chapter, you know? What's what's the best Navy movie? Uh, I probably haven't shit. seen it. Oh, what's the... The best Navy movie is uh, an old comedy with... Um, Oh man, I think Martin Short is in it. I think uh, there's a bunch of comics in it. It's back in like the '80s. Periscope down. No, per- down Periscope. Down Periscope. Yeah. Yes, that that's my favorite name. So you're you're, you're you'd rather watch that or Stripes? Yeah, than- Stripes. Oh, yeah. Stripes. Yeah, Stripes uh, is an amazing movie. Uh, Bill Murray is one of my favorites ever. Um, yeah. So I and beyond that, I'd rather watch like a feel good movie. To be right. honest, I mean. It, I'm not outwardly going to see them uh, right. military movies, but when they're out, I will see them. Well, did you see? Uh, did you see Fury? Um, who, it just came out a couple months ago with Brad Pitt, and uh, it's war, a World War II movie. No, no, I did not. <clears throat> um, uh, now, see, here's the thing: I mm-hmm. see that type of movie, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I want to see it. Yeah, you know, like I want to see that. Um, so I probably will see it, but that—that's really good. Is I, it? I, yeah, I nice. might watch it again. I, I, the the disc is sitting at work. Well, that's saying a lot because you watch a ton of movies. So if yeah. you're gonna watch one again, I know that that has you know. It's high marks. Uh, I I I have never you know I have absolutely no connection to the military whatsoever. Yeah. My my grandfather was a veteran, but I think he was a, a like a typist, okay. and he was stationed in Newfoundland. Yeah. So yeah. I've got nothing. Mm-hmm. But Fury, you know, for all of these movies we're talking about. Fury is the very rare one that I thought I understand something about war now. Yeah, on an emotional level, not on a tactical, uh, uh, literal level. Like, on an emotional level, this made me understand more about what people go through, or at least what people went through in My World favorite War part about war movies, or, or not even, but movies about the military, um, are the depictions of. U.S. servicemen. Mm-hmm. When, when they're showing, like, you know, the downtime where they're all sitting around or eating or when they go into a brief and have to get yeah. briefed and, you know, uh, that's that's my favorite part. Yeah, you'll, that's you'll, why I enjoyed uh, Jarhead. Yeah. Because um, it was basically not about war. It was all about just these people who are in the military in this area. Yeah. No, I, I, try, I think Jarhead's underrated. I, a, lot, a lot of people didn't like it. I, I really enjoyed it. And you'll like Fury then. It's a lot of action. Most of that mm-hmm. movie is in battle. But the, the most memorable uh, chunk of it, it's in, the, it's in the closing days of World War II where the Allies are in Germany. So yeah. it's the march towards Berlin. And they, you know, they um, reclaim a, a town. And there's about a half hour, you know, where they're hanging around. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they kind of let themselves into somebody's apartment and like have lunch and all of that. It's really good. It's yeah. really, really good with a killer cast. We've talked about it a lot nice. uh, on the show. Well, what about 
what, what about Captain Phillips, though? Because that now, was see, a movie about fighting pirates. I didn't watch that, and I had no desire to watch really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, if I were to watch Captain Phillips, it would basically be to... I, I wouldn't really... I don't know, even know if I'd sit down and watch it. I'd probably skim over the action scenes yeah. and watch them to kind of, like, pick apart some stuff. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't know. It, it didn't... I would. <clears throat> I saw the previews, and none of it like struck me and pulled me in at all. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I I was involved in a community where, you, and that was the time, like mm-hmm. right around the time I was in there, mm-hmm. and uh, you talk to guys who know a guy who went and did that. Right. You know. So right. I felt like I had a different story than what the movie was going to portray, and I would just be disappointed. Yeah, and that's you know that's a hero making one as well. I, I I don't know I don't know the background on that guy. I don't know how much. Do they center it around one guy? Well, yeah, the guy the, the guy who the movie's named after. Yeah, well, yeah. He's not he's not the hero. Yeah, it's um, it's all it's all on him. Yeah, and, that and, guy was shitting his pants. Yeah, I, it, I promise you, that it, guy was shitting his pants. Well, and I I do remember reading that you know. He in the movie he he like volunteers to be the sole hostage. Yeah, and and uh, you know uh, some people say that's not how that went down. And and I'm not sure about that, but but what I will say is you're the captain of a ship. Yeah, the, the, the captain is the one who's responsible for the ship and its crew. Right. Yeah. I mean, you chose that job. You knew what came with it. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, the captain used to go down with the ship. Right. I'm, right. Yeah, that was obviously years and years and years ago, but uh, yeah, that that's pulling along that type of tradition. Um, yeah, so. it's uh, I I liked it, but uh, you know it, it's uh, you're you're probably right in that you know the the story isn't the the sweaty nervous guy who's along yeah. for the ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, it does a good job of of really showing you where the pirates are coming from. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd be interested in your perspective. But maybe you don't need that in your life. Yeah, I don't really. I it's it's gone now, and I'm like, I don't need to see it. I'm yeah. not going to like seek that out to go watch right, it. Right, right, right. Um, hey, you know what? Nobody should seek out is Black Hat. Yeah, uh, take which a pass. We're 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 going to rate that in a minute. Uh, we already talked about Lust and Loathing, uh, yeah. but I want to make sure that you get in uh, a plug for for your other big venture as well. Oh, uh, just comedy? No, your uh, your your crafty oh, venture. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys are listening, um, I make wooden six pack bottle carriers. They're called puzzle packs. Check out puzzlepacks.com. That's p u z z l e p a x. And uh, we're gonna do a promo code for anybody, any of the listeners here. I will. Uh, I'll get the promo code to Sean. He'll be able to put it out. And if you go online and buy one, you'll be able to uh, get a discount on it. They're wooden. They're reusable. We laser engrave logos on them. They're just really cool. I mean, I got tired of yeah. carrying beer to my buddy's house in a plastic bag. Yeah. I got tired of, you know, the cardboard ones getting wet from condensation, ripping out the bottom. Um, I'm just tired of walking in and being like, no, it, this isn't Coors Light. Yeah. I just have a Coors Light paper. Th- here, let me take it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I looked online, and all I found were bottle carriers that look like toolboxes so i said you know i'm gonna make one and then it kind of kind of worked out so yeah started running so uh good and any comedy to plug this goes out friday this goes out friday uh 
Saturday the 24th at the Pittsburgh Playwright Theater. Uh, it's downtown Pittsburgh. I'll be there with uh, members of the Partners Podcast who are also on Epicast. That's uh, Dave Bracey and Ed Bailey. We also have a couple other killers on the show, Norlex Belma and Tim Ross. So it's going to be a great show. And that's at uh, Pittsburgh Public Theater. Where are they uh, now? Pittsburgh Playwright or Theater. Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh yeah. Playwright. Where are they based now? So it's downtown. Is it above uh, Bricolage Theater? Yes. Yes, on Liberty. Yeah. Somewhere in the 900 block of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really cool place. That's a good show, uh, and you're you're getting uh, you're relaunching your your mic at uh, Harvard and Highland as well. Yeah, relaunching the mic. It's um it's at the Harvard and Highland bar above Union Pig and Chicken in East Liberty. We were doing it Sundays before, but Sundays were hard with football season and everything, and everyone takes Sunday off. So we're relaunching it and making it on uh, Tuesdays, and that the first one will be next Tuesday. Um, which, when you guys are listening to this, will be that Tuesday right there, which I think is the, the what is that, like the uh, 20th? Maybe. Don't quote uh, me. So 17, yeah, 20th. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that'll be Tuesday on the 20th, 8 o'clock. Come on out, watch some local Pittsburgh comedy. Um, you know, me and Ed Bailey switch off and host it off, off and on. Uh, and it's really good. I mean, you get to see local guys doing real comedy, people working stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you had that show, we were like, "Hey, come come and do this spot, yeah. work out the set." So you get to see a lot of good guys there too. Yeah, and a cool place as well. Yeah, um, great food and and drinks. Have you, have you ever done adventure bingo there? Uh, yes, with Lexi. Yeah, that's yeah. so that's yeah. such a good time. Adventure bingo is a lot of fun. That's on Wednesdays. I I I went down to write for it like. Is this going to be cool? It yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It's a it's a, a a bingo game with trivia, and so, it's a theme every week. Right. I went on. Uh, it was Pirate Week, actually. Nice. Now that I think about it, and that guy, I don't think he, uh, Alexi Morrissey. Yes. I don't think he, I don't know. I, maybe he does stand up. I've never seen he him. He doesn't do stand up. I, I think he's involved in the uh, theater and art scene. Yes, he's an artist. Yes. he's an artist. He. He uh, is the host, and he, you know, grills people with these trivia questions. He threads this. He threads the needle where, if it were one degree more mean, he'd be a huge dick. He'd be a dick. Yeah. If it were one degree more funny, it yeah. would be corny. Yes. But it's just this perfect like mix of like screaming at you and abuse, and you know then. Yeah. You, you get prizes and gift certificates. He's walking a fine line, but he's a master at oh, it. Oh, that's so a good far. time. Yeah, now we're plugging other people's stuff. Yeah. Hey, if you're near uh, Westview, just north of the city of Pittsburgh, uh, if you're near Westview, I will be at the Westview. I think it's the Westview VFW tonight, uh, Friday, as you're hearing this. Uh, big show with uh, myself, Chuck Krieger, Ray Zawadney, and Mike Baisaki. Uh And it's a fundraiser, so open bar. Beautiful. What more do you need to know? And I don't know if we have any um, listeners near East Palestine, Ohio. I don't even really know where that is yet, but I'll be at the East Palestine Moose Saturday night, so there's another one. Black Hat, um... What do you do the rating system? How do you do it? You one can do it. You can something? do anything you want. I go okay. one out of ten, one yeah. to ten, and it. This is one of those. How low do I want to go? Because yeah. before we walked in, I was like, I don't think I'll be bored out of my mind, and I was bored out of my mind for yeah. long stretches. I walked out like in some movies. I won't leave my seat even if yeah. I have to pee the entire time. Yeah. 
this movie, I walked out, went and got some popcorn and a, and a pop, and was like, you know, I, I don't care. It, I, I didn't feel like I was mi- missing anything. Two, two dudes in front of us left. Yeah, they did. We talk a lot about how the audiences at sneak previews are so easy to please. Yeah. Like, love everything. Just happy. I got a free movie and a night out. Yep. Whatever I see is going to be awesome. I can't... I mean, it's happened, but... You almost never see anybody go, eh, I don't know. Two yeah. guys in front of us made it like an hour. And they were in like the private section. Yeah. They were like stuck into they, it. They had, like, they had sit here. jumped into the VIP. Yeah. So not even comfortable seats could get them to. Yeah, yeah it's bad. I, I, you know, there's so few things I like about it. I, I think I have to go, on the first uh, 2015 film, I think I have to go to a two. A two? Yeah, right, I'm gonna do uh, two categories in my right. rating. So on action, I would give it a four point five, and on plot and actual story, I'm giving it a one. So what's that average to? Two point five. Five and a half divided by two is two point seven five. Yeah, there you that's go. the most specific rating anyone's ever given. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm going. Um, I put a lot of work into the rating. I yeah. care more about that than I do the movie. So yeah. that tells you something. We'll be back next week. I honestly don't know with what as I'm sitting here. Let me try to find out. Let's let's do that. Let's, do let's let's end the podcast with a dude looking some, something up. Some real information about what's going to be happening. Next yeah. week what comes out next week? Okay. Uh oh, nothing comes out next week. So we might have a retro episode. Really nice. Uh, yeah, I should be better at teasing. When we get to Epicast, I'm going to have to be better at teasing things. Yeah, yeah. For now, I can still slack off. What uh, what retro ones do you do? Like, what are some past ones you've done? We have, what, what have we done? Um, we've done full retro episodes on Beetlejuice. Nice. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, Enter the Dragon. Nor- oh, my God. Norlax was on that one with us. Um, never ending story okay. uh, and, 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 and die hard okay. uh, and I did half I did oh here, here's, here's how we'll close it now I want your opinion on this I did half of a retro episode I did a, uh, uh, we did a double feature week half of it was a retro episode uh, on an unbelievably bad movie called Top Gun oh god yeah dog shit <laughs> yeah it's yeah, yeah Iceman you got nothing alright Thank you so much for listening to this episode of You Can't Handle the Truth, honest reviews of the newest movies. Your host was Sean Collier, and this episode was recorded outside the theater right after a screening. You can find Sean at Pittsburgh Magazine, and on Twitter and Facebook, he's at Sean Collier PGH. Absent this week was Aaron Kleiber. You can find him at AaronKleiber.com. That's K-L-E-I-B-E-R. And on Twitter and Facebook, he's at Aaron Kleiber. I'm producer Zach Simons, and you can find me on my own show, Writing on the Floor, covering arts, entertainment, and culture at writingonthefloor.com. The theme song to the show is Total Breakdown by the band Brad Sucks. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more honest reviews of the newest movies on You Can't Handle the Truth. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.